Good morning, everybody. This is episode four of This Empty Nest, The Journey Back to Us with Ron and Amy Clarkson. Good morning. It's uh, it's coffee time. We've got our uh, our coffee this morning, and it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, for the record, this year, I was the first one to say Happy Valentine's Day. You were. Barely. I was fixing to say it, yeah. and you beat me to it. Mm, fixing to doesn't count. That is true. Fixing to once again, I win. I, I'm the best spouse. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last, right? <laughs> That's right. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> Ricky Bobby says so. Um, today we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Valentine's Day and and maybe uh, <laughs> how spouses perceive it differently, um, and specifically in our marriage, one spouse perceives it differently than the other. Um, and, uh, then we're also gonna, I mean, we're just going to keep rolling with Bob Goff cause he's just in, we're both reading the book right now. And so we, it's sparking a lot of conversation at first. I thought, ah, oh, we're doing Bob Goff every single day, but that's just the way it's that it is. Book. That's how we're rolling right now. So we're going to talk about chapter seven, uh, entitled sweet Maria, who, if, uh, if you don't know, that's his wife. And, and, ha- and the story of how they met. So. so do we start with that or do we start with Valentine's Day? Well, I think this is kind of your, like you, you, I know, I you, was the one you have, this. Okay. Yeah, you have kind of. So I would say Valentine's Day, and I don't think we have a different view of Valentine's Day. No, we do. A Valentine's Day, well, wait, oh, anyways, <laughs> Valentine's Day is one of those days that you've never been a fan of really because you believe that. It should not just be about that day when someone tells you you're supposed to love your spouse. And I agree with that. And well, let's be clear. I don't like to do anything that someone tells me I have to do. That is exactly right. But there are a few fun Valentine's Day memories as I think back through the years. We've had, you know, I guess like 25, 26 Valentine's Days. I don't know how you figure that out. It's funny when you asked me this morning what my Valentine's Day memories were. I didn't have a single one. I felt bad. I have, but then I thought, you know, that's just not, yeah. it's not, that's not my thing. I know. So I don't have very many. I mean, I have, a, you know, three or four, but one of my So you're just barely better than me in this yeah, contest. Barely. But anyways, my very, one of my favorite ones is I think probably our second. Valentine's Day, maybe our first, is when you were deployed in. Mm, it would have been Hawaii. our second. And uh, you ha- we you were on ship, and you were sending me letters, and I was sending you letters back, of course. But you had told me in a letter, "Be ready, something special is coming on Valentine's Day." So I was so excited to to see what was coming for me on Valentine's Day, and so I started off the day and went through my day. I think I, I was teaching then. I think. And um, nothing came at school, nothing. And I was kind of sad. I was like, man, um, I wonder what the surprise is. I think you'd also sent me a book or something, too, in that process. And I thought, well, maybe that's the surprise is that book. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, then at 8 p.m., I get a knock on my door, and I get a dozen roses that had looked like they'd been riding in the car all day long and they smelled reeked of smoke but i paid extra for the cigarettes <laughs> it was they an option were flowers from you and so it ended the, i ended the day well and i'll never forget that thinking wow it took all day but i got something and it may not have been the most prettiest and the most beautiful smelling but it was something you had <laughs> planned ahead and bought uh bought for me on valentine's day yeah i remember i remember being on ship and of course this was before amazon and the internet in general and so they had this service where you could uh you could pay for the flowers on the ship and then 
they would phone the order in or something and and get them delivered. And I thought that was just the bee's knees. Yeah. So that that was back nineteen ninety five six something like that. Then another Valentine's Day memory is we got through the years was at one point, and I don't even remember when, you said that Valentine's Day was all about women and that they should rename it. Well, not so much about women. Um, well, no, I guess it was kind of about uh-huh. women. Well, the stuff that you buy for Valentine's Day, let's let's face it, is uh, it's a little bit tilted towards the women, which is okay. It's about the ro- the roses and the candy, and that's just not stuff that I... That you do. Yeah, like, you know, like, I, I, I think especially in my older age, like, I think about all the stuff that we would buy in, as a marriage. And, like, you know, it's okay. Like, if you, if you get a thrill out of it, uh, whether, whether it be, like, roses or trinkets or tchotchkes or whatever else, if you get a thrill out of it, that's fine and it, it builds a memory. But I just don't get a thrill out of that stuff. Yeah. It's, just, it's just stuff. It's just clutter to me. Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm just against it for me. Yeah. Anyways, you renamed it Video Game Day. And so I want to say for three or four years on Valentine's Day, you got a video game. I think it was when the kids were little and home because we always got them a little something for Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. Um, And then you renamed it to Video Game Day and you got video games. I I don't remember what the video games were, but I'd have to say that was probably one of my more ingenious remarketing (laughs) efforts. (laughs) But I think it does kind of bring up this topic that, uh, you know, it, I couldn't think of a single, I didn't even think of the the video game uh, thing. Uh, I've always kind of struggled with just the have-to-ness of Valentine's Day uh, in terms of connecting connecting with you or, you know, well, really connecting with you. There's really no other important loved one in my <laughs> life. But I've always struggled with that, right? And I don't know if I don't know if other dudes feel the same way that I do. And I think we're probably a little bit more comfortable in our marriage now to just kind of be open and communicate about that. But we still do stuff for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we do. I almost bought you a card yesterday, and I, it was funny. It was all men there looking at cards, <laughs> and then I realized, shoot, greeting cards today are so freaking expensive. I would rather do something different than to buy a card. Ooh, what are you going to so, do? Well, you'll have to wait and find out. Maybe at 8 p.m. a lady will be knocking on her door with smoke-smelling <laughs> roses for you. <laughs> well, and even as we were planning Valentine's Day this year, I plan is a really it's a loose, loose, word. loose word in this case. <laughs> where you're like, what can we do? I mean, the thing about it is when you're in an empty nest, in an empty nest or empty nesters, I mean, every night is potentially date night. It's not like we don't have to get a sitter. We don't have to make plans. In advance. I mean, especially where we live, we could literally just walk down to a restaurant like we did last night. And so, uh, and, and, and I'm not discounting the importance of having plans with your spouse and date night and stuff like that. And I'm certainly not discounting it with you. Yeah. Um, but maybe I am discounting a little bit like the need to do it on February 14th mm-hmm. along with every other person and their loved one. And also, I do have one Valentine's Day memory that sticks in my craw a little bit. It's before we were married. But uh, it was in 1991. It was actually just uh, a couple of months before I joined the Marines. And I was a waiter at Papa's Seafood. And it was the worst night ever. It was like every single insecure male uh, that had to uh, impress their date by treating the waiter like crap. Night. And that just always kind of stuck in me that, like, this is what Valentine's Day is about. And, like, maybe that's where a little bit of it comes from. So mm-hmm. I, I've scar- I feel like I was scarred. Oh, yeah. The scar tissue is real. 
post-traumatic, post-traumatic Valentine's Day uh, issues. We, die. we we can talk about that probably a long time, but I think I, we can go dive into the quote. I read this chapter. Are you driving me? A little bit. Oh, wow. I read this I like chapter. It. Uh, it's kind of sexy. This is actually the best <laughs> Valentine's Day that I can get. I read the chapter seven yesterday. In and, Bob Goff, and Love Bob Does. Bob Goff, Love Does. And it talks about when he first met his wife. And you were out of town, and... It made me giggle and laugh because it's very similar to a story you tell of how you first saw me. Yeah, I knew. I read this chapter uh, probably a week or so ago, <clears throat> and I knew. I'm like, okay, when she gets this chapter, she's going to say something. But I didn't I didn't really know where you were in the process of reading this book, so it was kind of funny uh, to open up our, our episode notes and <laughs> to see that you had chosen this quote to discuss today. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, again, if if you haven't read the book or you're not familiar with it, it's uh, written by it's a book called Love Love Does by Bob Goff, and essentially he's just he's just recounting several stories um, and trying to prove the point that at least for him and and possibly for you that love is a verb. It's like something that you do. It's not just something that like we talk about, mm-hmm. uh, which is also kind of fitting on Valentine's Day because I think sometimes the stuff that we feel like we have to do on Valentine's Day, like buying cards and stuff, is not really a proper verb for love. Yeah. It's just something that we have to do. It's like, uh, so anyways, uh, this quote, he, he's, the situation is that uh, he's probably college-ish age, maybe a little bit after, and uh, he's doing some ministry work, and he is uh, involved leading worship up on the stage, and he says, I was standing up front playing songs on the guitar when Maria walked in the room. When I saw her, I immediately broke a string, leaned over, and whispered to Doug, that's Mrs. Goff. I asked Maria later what she remembered about that night, and she says she doesn't remember whispering anything to anybody about me. If Jesus has taught me anything, though, it's that sometimes you can really want to know somebody, and it takes them forever to want to know you back. <laughs> See, you're just sitting there having memories of that. And well, I know. You're, I need you're, to share. You're happy well, as a pig. I figured pig you were going to share your memory, because it's not mine. It's yours, because honestly, oh. I'm Maria. I don't remember first meeting you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So um, I often talk about, uh, uh, we went to high school in Houston, and it was 10th grade. And the first day of school, I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember 10th grade English, uh, Mrs. Burnett, who mm-hmm. we're still friends with on Facebook yeah. to this day. <laughs> and uh, and I remember I remember sitting in class and looking across the room, and there was this angel, this vision from heaven. <laughs> and part of it was she was new to the school because they had they had moved to town and I didn't know it at the time, but her dad was the superintendent and all this other jazz. Uh, but I remember looking over and seeing her and I can still tell you what she wore. She says she didn't wear it, but my memory Not says that she did. Day of school. It was guest overalls <laughs> and a guest t shirt. Yeah, because I was so hip and cool. <laughs> I, I mean everybody wore that stuff back then, but uh I remember looking over and being in like an inspiration that, uh, and I've had a couple of these inspirations. It's one of the reasons why I joined the Marines as well as us. Sometimes I just do. Uh, and I remember looking over and seeing her, that's the girl that I'm going to marry. And I didn't really have a plan. I didn't really know what that meant. I mean, I was only in 10th grade for crying out loud. Uh, but that memory has always stuck on stuck yeah. for me. And I, I remember I, I didn't lean over and say it to anybody. But you thought it. 
Yeah. I guess I should make up someone in the story, like a friend that I lean over to, because that's a cooler. His story is a little bit well, cooler. Daniel was in that class. Yeah, but I didn't lean over. Like, we didn't whisper to each other. <laughs> well, I will say that year, you started a, a series of <clears throat> notes to me. Do you remember that? I do remember that. You wrote me notes. I think we you, still have some of them. Somewhere. I think they're in the storage right now. But uh, you sent them to me through Terrence Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he had French class with me. And I he sat behind me. And I remember him giving me these letters. And these letters came with you telling me where we were going to go on our honeymoon. Which turned out to be true. Which turned out to be true. You told me what we were going to name our first child, which did not turn <laughs> out to be true, which I think Keely's thankful for. I don't think she would like to be named Bubba. But um, but you used to, you sent me those notes. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't make me want to go out with you then, but I can tell you that transition moving to Houston, which was such a big culture shock for moving from a smaller town, that I may not have realized it, but it it made a big deal at the time. I mean, it made a big deal. That's me. I'm a big giver. <laughs> you are. I was trying to make you feel special. <laughs> I was thinking I wish I could go get those and reread them. We should scan those and put them somewhere so we can read them when we want. Mm, we'll put them up on the, on the website. I don't know if everybody wants to read all those. <laughs> well, you know, I think that uh, it's kind of similar to... Um, you know, like I, I remember all throughout high school, like it was always on my mind to ask you out. We did go out on a date in yes. 10th grade and uh-huh. it was a disaster. It was. Uh, it was a double date because I think it was the only way that I could get you to go out. And it was with your friend and, uh-huh. and we won't we won't name names, but it was with your friend and a guy that she would end up marrying not too long after the date. And so that kind of gives you an idea of the situation that we were in. There were four people sitting in the seat of a, a pickup truck and we went to Poncho's and then we just aimlessly drove around and I had no control over the date. <laughs> uh, I would have probably planned it a little bit differently, um, but that's what we did. And, and so, I remember I did not want you to like me. So I was so mean to you. I, I think in 10th grade, honestly, you didn't want anybody to like you. I was going through a lot then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just to kind of fast forward, we didn't really date anymore in high school, but I think that what kind of ties into this this theme of love does and, and whatnot is uh, about a year after we graduated, I was, in, I was in boot camp and I came home in the summer. And I actually write about this. I wrote, wrote about this in a blog uh, not too long ago, but um, after boot camp, you have 10 days of leave or vacation before you have to go back and finish school. And uh, I remember five days into it, I had a dream about you, and I don't remember what the dream was. But the next day, I just decided to get up and go knock on your door. Yeah. Like with no plan or anything. I just like, <laughs> I'm just going to go knock. Like there was no Facebook. There was no texting. There wasn't any of that stuff. So if I wanted to reconnect. You couldn't see what I was doing because I didn't post it on Facebook. Yeah. Like I just had to go. I just had to go. And so later on in that chapter, he says, uh, Bob Goff says, like I've been saying, though, love is a do thing. It's an energy that has to be dissipated. And I think that that's a perfect example of that, that, you know, I remember walking up to the door and uh, I think your mom answered the door, but I, I just remember the rest is history, right? Like from mm-hmm. from that moment, it felt it felt good and it felt right, and things just kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. I remember one of our first dates after that. I sat on your sunglasses because you put them in the passenger seat side, and I think I broke them. But you do, <laughs> didn't want to. To this day, me. it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sums up a lot of stuff. I don't blame you for stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
But, you know, I, I do think that uh, in, in, in relation to uh, the idea behind Love Does and Valentine's Day, um, you know, I, I don't always put a lot of effort into Valentine's Day. Like tonight I'm thinking that uh, I did kind of wait till the last minute and because uh, I'm a dude and, and, and I don't really put a lot of priority on Valentine's Day. And I, I know that, honestly, Amy doesn't either. And so I looked at a couple places to get reservations for dinner, and they were full, of course, because I'm a knucklehead and waited. And then I thought, you know what? I'll just go to go to the grocery store and I'll buy something, and we'll have it at home, and you know, we'll we'll, we'll have a nice it. dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. And, and you know, like I think that that to me, I think that the effort of of going to the store, even though it's something that I do on a Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday night. The effort of going to the store and planning a special something that you do on Valentine's Day, I think that's an act of love does. Mm-hmm. For us anyways. And that's yeah. not that's not that's not me saying you should also do that. That's saying that for, works us, for us, that's an act of love does. Mm-hmm. So this was the Valentine's Day episode. Did it turn out the way that you envisioned that it would? Well, yeah. I mean, I just think that that story would have gone it 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 kind of it allowed us to kind of tell a backstory a little bit. Mm, but there's so much more to the backstory. Oh, yeah. There totally is. <laughs> but, I mean, that's for... We can't talk forever. No, we can't. And uh, we got to go to work a little bit later on today. But uh, I hope that uh, you have a happy Valentine's yes. Day. And, and whatever works for you. Whatever works month. for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, really, that's really all that matters. You know, it's whatever works... Uh, and actually, it's not even really whatever works for you. It's whatever works for your spouse or your mm-hmm. loved one. I think that's probably the, the most True. important part. You should be in tune of that. Yeah. Into that. But try out that video game thing. That uh, that seemed to work for many years. For a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyways, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed episode four. And we will be back very soon with episode happy five. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.